Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hey, guys, listen. So as you can see, I'm sitting here in my office. Uh, I know that, uh, you know, the rain is it's just... I don't know, it's like it shifted south and it looks like it's gonna it's gonna nail us all night long and i know i drove back earlier in it and it was pretty pretty hectic and parking lot was already flooded here as of like 3 2 30 you know and it, and you know and of course the weatherman says it's gonna stay like this uh till about eight or nine o'clock tonight uh but you know as well as i do uh the minute we agree with the weatherman it all changes and so i can guarantee you i'm not really but uh if I sent out a text saying we're canceling church because it's supposed to flood. It's going to stop raining, go outside and barbecue, right? So, no. Uh, but anyways, hey, listen, if you're uh, watching this for the first time, my name is Richard. I'm the pastor here at New Life Assembly of God. And uh, because of the weather, we've decided to uh, let everybody stay home tonight because everything was already starting to flood. And uh, you know what? We'll be here Sunday, you know, and uh, we're going to have this online tonight. You guys can share it and uh, let other people watch it. But, uh, man, listen, we've got some amazing things that are coming up. I uh, just want to kind of hit this real fast. Um, you know, don't forget, we have Revival Weekend coming up October the 3rd uh, at 5 p.m. That's a Saturday. And October the 4th is a Sunday at 10 a.m. We're going to have the very own Tommy Tenney uh, ministering here with us. Uh, and just an amazing man of God. His wife, uh, Jeannie, is going to be here as well. Uh, he, he authored the book uh, God Chasers. Many years ago, I know it, it touched my life and uh, really, you know, allowed me to see chasing after God in a different light. And uh, so I just I've always loved his ministry. And when I had an opportunity to have him come in and minister here for us, I was like, not going to pass that up. So uh, this this is a an, an honor to have him coming here again, because I, I look at him in ministry that way. And um, so we're going to be here Saturday at five and again, Sunday at 10 a.m. Uh, this is Revival Weekend. So uh, make sure you you come prepared. Now, all week leading up to that, Monday through uh, Friday, we're going to have prayer every night here at the church. Uh, I think I said 7 o'clock, but I'm going to verify that. Uh, we may have not even decided on the exact time yet, but either way, we're going to have prayer all week. So you need to plan on being here because you know what? We need to see a move of God. Our, our community needs to see a move of God. Our region needs to see a move of God. And you know what? We're just we're going to continue to press in and pray and do whatever we can to see our community change through the power of God, through the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So you need to tell everybody you can they need to be here. Again, we're going to have a, you know amazing worship. Our worship team is just so amazing. Uh, we're going to have amazing worship, freedom in the spirit. Uh, yeah, we, we do um, cleanse the building. Everything will be as safe as it can possibly be, safer than what you're going to get probably anywhere else. So uh, we've got all of that. We're going to have the prayer going up to it. Um, this Sunday, we have a special guest minister. Uh, and you need to make sure you're here. Don't don't go on vacation this weekend. If it's scheduled, pastor said cancel it. Uh, tell that to the hotel. I don't know how well that's going to work for you, but try it anyways. Uh, but uh, our very own Sister Minnie Desitel will be ministering here this weekend for us. Um, listen, she told me what she ministered on uh, she came in the office today, actually, and she was telling me what she was ministering on as she was ministering at another church Sunday. And I was like, sister, I need you to preach that here because there are people in our congregation. Uh, they need to hear that message. And I know this because I have personally talked to some of them and I've heard from other people that have talked to and I'm like, I need you to preach that. And so she's going to be here Sunday. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait. 
Uh, my expectation level is just up there because I know she's an amazing woman of God. I know she can minister and she's going to come and uh, minister this to us. So we're going to have a great time, guys. We're going to have an amazing time uh, as we always do. We we come together in the presence of God and and together as a family and we have a great time. That's that's just the way it is, right? So tonight I want to take just a few minutes. I, again, you know, I always say I'm going to take a few minutes. That may be an hour and a half. That may be 10 minutes. I just really, you know, God has put something on my heart I wanted to share with you tonight. Um, and I just want to, you know, let you go ahead and have this. Uh, so let's open up in prayer. And then uh, I'm going to jump into this with, with both feet, how we do that. All right. So, Father, we, just, we thank you that we get to come together even online tonight, Lord. And I, I pray for safety during this this storm as it passes through our area. I know we've already had three tornado warnings today. And Lord, I just pray safety over your children, Father. I just, just pray that this storm would have peace. It would just dissolve. Yes, Lord, we need some rain, but we don't need the flooding, in my opinion. And, and Lord, I pray that it would just this storm would just dissipate away. The winds would be calmed. Our people would be protected. And Lord, I pray for this time we have together tonight, Lord, as you've, you've put this, this word on my heart and in my spirit, I pray that people would receive it tonight and it would forever change them through the power of your word and through the power of your spirit. So, Lord, I just pray that the anointing would be evident tonight and it would reach the masses around the world as they watch this live. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And if you agree, say amen. That's what I want tonight. So, listen, I want to talk to you about fear, right? I, I, I want to talk to you about fear. And 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 what happened was, is I've just, I've been studying the word and different things, been seeing things. And you know what? I, I felt that God tell me that we are in a season of fear. And I was like, Lord, a season of fear? That, that sounds kind of weird to me. And, and it was, no, it's a season of fear, right? Fear, false evidence appearing real. You know, we, we've heard that saying for years, false evidence appearing real. So I want to make sure my microphone was on. That would be great. And uh, I know you are laughing at me, but that's okay. If you know me, you know that's just how I am. False evidence appearing real. And we so we see so much untruth out there right now that, that we don't even know which way to go anymore, right? We don't know which way to go. We don't know what to believe. We don't know any of that. And, and here it is that we're trying to follow after what God says, and we're trying to do these things. But I, I, I ran across something the other day, and I was like, you know, this is interesting. And, and it basically said this, that uh, it, it was a post on Facebook and, and honestly, I don't know if the post is 100% true, but the concept, I think, is. And that's why I'm showing it to you tonight. And immediately, my mind began to go to Scripture, and I was like, Lord, this is, this is what people need to see. So let me just show you this right now. Again, it said, in the 60s, the KGB did some fascinating psychological experiments, and I'm, I'm sure they were not the only one. They learned that if you bombard human subjects with fear messages nonstop in two months or less— most of the subjects are completely brainwashed to believe the false message to the point that no amount of clear information they're shown to the contrary can change their minds. Look at this. They're bombarded with untruth for so long, you bring them truth and, and they won't even listen to it anymore. Does that sound familiar? Uh, let's see. I think it's written in here somewhere. Hmm. Let's see. So then let's look what happened. Of course, I went to one of my favorite scriptures. Now faith is the assurance, the title deed or confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed. Now this is you know Hebrews 11.1 1 in the Amplified. And look at the next part of it. I, I 
again, I hadn't even, you know, I can quote you this scripture in King James all day long. And now I'm looking at it in the Amplified and boom, here it is. And the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality. We are in a season of a, a time when, oh, look, my, my phone's going off with another emergency alert. Hallelujah. We're in a season where our reality is being affected and infected by untruth, right? You, you've got Christians at odds with each other because they both supposedly believe this, the Bible, but now they're at odds with each other and, and reality is starting to come against. And, and I believe what it is, is, is that we have been hearing untruth for so long that we don't know what truth is anymore. Right. We don't even know what truth is anymore. We, we don't know, you know, when, when we're talking about COVID, when we're talking about about uh, protests, when we're talking about all these various things around the nation going on around the world. What is real? Are, are the COVID numbers real? Some people say they are. Some people say they're not. And it creates an argument. You know, uh, do, do we protest this? Do we protest this? Do we do this? Do we do this? And, and it's just it's like, man, it, it's crazy because. What is truth anymore? But again, as I look at this scripture, now faith is the assurance, the title deed or confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. See, so as believers, what we've got to do is make sure that our reality is not this reality that we see here. Our reality comes from the pages of this book, the most amazing book ever written, the Word of God. Our reality is, is that God is going to take care of us. The reality is, is that I am more than an overcomer. I can come against things in the name of Jesus. When the enemy comes in like a flood, he will raise up a standard against them. In the name of Jesus, my God will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. My God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And when I need something, daddy, can you sell a couple cows, right? Can you sell a couple cows? So here's, here's the thing. We've got to remember our reality. Reality is written on these pages. It's not necessarily what we see. And I say necessarily, because sometimes the reality we see is what God is giving us. So I don't want to discredit all of that. But you understand what I'm saying. The world, the enemy is constantly trying to make you afraid of everything, trying to get you rooted and grounded in fear instead of rooted and grounded in love, which believers are supposed to be rooted and grounded in love. But the problem is, is we read this. We don't pay attention to what it says. And then we go out and live our life and we say that we're rooted and grounded in love. But everything we know is a lie. Right? We, we, we say that, that people can live in, in a relationship in home and do things that only married couples should do. And that's acceptable because reality of our times says it is. But the word of God says not. You shouldn't do those things until you're married. We, we live and we allow things to come in. Why? Because our reality has been tainted that good is evil, evil is good. Oh, wait, that's the Sunday sermon for a couple weeks down the road. 
Hmm. That's in the bulletin. Let me read this to you real fast. Watch this. This was on Facebook. First, we overlook evil. Then we permit evil. Then we legalize evil. Then we promote evil. Then we celebrate evil. Then we persecute those who still call it evil. First, we overlook evil. Why do we overlook evil? Because our reality is changing, right? Truth is no longer truth. Truth is now a lie. A lie is now truth. Why? Because fear has come in and changed our reality. False evidence appearing real. And then we sway ourselves over to where we're paying more attention to the false things and we're saying they're truth. And eventually we do that enough that truth becomes the false. I ran across another picture I thought was interesting. And, and, and this just kind of brings home the fact that, that this is not something new. Look at this. 2001, Y2K. 2000, I'm sorry, 2000. 2001, Anthrax. 2002, West Nile. 2003, SARS. We got a break in 04. 2005, Bird Flu. 2006, E. coli. 2007, we got another break. 2008, then it was the financial collapse. 2009 was the swine flu. Got a couple year break. 2012, the Mayan calendar predicted the end of the world. People were committing suicide. 2013, now North Korea is going to start World War III, the next end of the world. 2014, Ebola is going to kill us. 2015, then it was ISIS. 2016 was Zika. Then we got a couple year break again. In 2020, it's Corona. C can I show you that picture there? Can you see what I'm trying to tell you? Is that when you look at the world, it's always full of fear. It's always full of doom, gloom, agony, and despair on me, the hee-haw theme song, right? And But that's not what I see here. So when we live in a world of fear, when we allow fear to dictate who we are, then we go back to the scripture and we say faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen then we have to flip that around. I can't have faith anymore in God and in the word because according to my reality that is fueled and controlled by fear, this scripture no longer works. No longer works. You see, we cannot allow fear to control us. We cannot allow fear to dictate who we are. And you understand, I'm not telling you to go out and do foolish things. You, you know, that's the last thing on my heart here. But what I'm trying to say is, is, is you can look at the news so long you become negative. You know, I, I did that. Uh, I used to love to listen to uh, talk radio. You know, I, I listened to talk radio more than I would ever listen to music. I, I drove a lot and that's what I did. And, and But I realized that when I would listen to it, I would become very negative because all I was doing was what? Taking in negative. Taking in negative negative comes out. Watching negative, negative comes out, right? Oh, well, the whole world's dying of coronavirus. The whole world's dying of coronavirus. We're not going to make it. That's not what faith says. Faith says that I'm more than an overcomer. Because of the coronavirus, they shut down all the jobs, right? You see what I'm saying? They shut down all the jobs. I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to lose my retirement. I'm going to lose. Listen, if the stock market crashed tomorrow, it does not change this. It does not change the fact 
that where my faith lies. My faith does not lie in what I see. It lies in what I know through the word of God. So what we've got to do is begin to bombard fear with truth. What we've got to do is bombard fear with hope and love. Hope and love. Yes, I'm going to make it. Yes, you're going to make it. How can I say that? Because the word of God tells me that the spirit of God just, I know that inside my spirit that I'm going to be okay. And if I know I'm going to be okay and you're a believer in Jesus Christ and you're a follower and a disciple of his, living the truth of the word, right? Staying away from sin, repenting of the wrong things in your life, then fear has no hold on you. I think we sang that song the other day. Fear has no hold on you. See, the Bible even talks about the spirit of fear. So if we, if we back up, and, and this is how I used to teach it to the teenagers, if fear is a spirit, then that means it's something you can cast off or you can accept, okay? Fear, when, when you become afraid of something, it's either fight or flight. And that's a natural response built into us, and that's not a bad thing. Fear. But there's also a spiritual fear that covers you it covers you and tries to push you down. And that's why the, the, the word of God says, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. See, that heaviness comes in and begins to bombard you and tries to push you down. And then fear and depression and all these things come in. And guess what? When all of that comes in, what are you going to do? It's going to cloud your mind. Put on the helmet of salvation. Why is the helmet salvation why isn't you know the breastplate salvation and the, the helmet you know righteousness because in our mind is the battle in our mind it's what we see all of it's processed here hearing seeing you know seeing talking touching all of these things are processed in our mind and that's why the helmet of salvation what is salvation salvation is hope Salvation is the fact that I don't have to go to a place called hell. Salvation. Jesus was crucified on the mountain of Golgotha, which is called the place of the skull. That's where fear resides, is in your mind. Fear does not reside in your spirit. You allow your mind to take control of things. You allow your mind to be stronger than your spirit. And then it settles down into your heart and you say, oh, I know we're not going to make it. We're not going to make it. Look at the disciples. The disciples were in the boat and the storm came up and Jesus was asleep. And these are all professional fishermen, right? They, they understand wind and wave and storms and all of this. And they became so afraid on what they saw. It settled down inside that when they addressed Jesus, don't you care? Don't you care? And Jesus stood up and says, peace, right? And then he, and he addresses them and has to help them deal with this connection right here. Fear is false evidence appearing real. It appears real, but it is not real. It is not real. What happens out here in the world we live in is not the reality of the spiritual world where we're going to spend eternity with our Father. You see what I'm saying? Now, that will be a natural world in its, itself. That will be a natural reality. But right now, it's the spirit to us. Guys, we cannot live in fear. 
because the world needs the Christians to stand up and say, I will not accept fear. Does that mean we don't accept the numbers that they give us and, and the, the scientific advice and all these kind of things? No, it doesn't mean that, that numbers aren't real. It just means I know the outcome of the numbers. Starting to rain a little louder, so I'm going to pull this up. I know the outcome regardless of what they say. Regardless of what their numbers say, I know the outcome. In the end, God wins. We win. He's glorified. Jesus is still Lord of all. Uh, it, the rest of it doesn't matter. So what we've got to do during this season of fear is we've got to begin to rebuke fear. We've got to begin to speak faith. I will make it. Yeah, but it doesn't look like it. I don't care what I see. I will make it through Jesus Christ. Begin to read your word. If nothing else, find in your word and find the promises of God that tells you and quote them out over your home, over your life, over your children, over your neighborhood, whatever you've got to do. Quote them. Speak them forth because there is power in the word. The word of God has power. The more you speak them, the more it settles in here because it processes here. You begin to understand it. Your spirit is like, yes, thank God, I'm getting some food. <laughs> I'm getting some water. I was thirsty. All of these things. We cannot not allow fear to continue to control us because if it continues to control you, it will, it will eventually kill you. It will kill you. It, it begins to do all kinds of things with stress and all these other things, guys. So listen, we need to come against fear by praying, God, break this spirit of fear off my life. Rebuke the spirit of fear in your life. Just rebuke it. Begin to read your word. Read the word. Find areas in your word where the promises of God and what God has said, because God said yes and amen. So begin to do that. Begin to get that inside you. Begin to worship, right? When that heaviness comes, just begin to sing a song. Does it matter if you're in tune? Not at all. Does it matter if you're even on beat? Well, maybe. No, not at all. Just begin to love Jesus. Because here's the thing. Faith is the assurance of things that I am hoping for. Because my hope is in here and in him. And it is the evidence of things that I have not seen. But I am convinced. I am convinced. I am persuaded that I will see them and you will see them as well. Amen. You will see them. So listen, let God, his peace come upon you. Let me pray for you tonight. And then I got a couple of things I need to tell you before you sign off. So father, I speak against the spirit of fear that has come against your children. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. I command your tentacles to come out of them right now. God, I release the spirit of peace. Right now, I release the spirit of peace into their homes. In the name of Jesus, I release it to them, Father. Sleep in peace. Father, I pray that, that their spirits would begin to come alive and, and they would begin to sing songs of, of hope and grace and mercy as they push past the world's fear, the world's system. I just pray right now, Lord, that, that that would happen in every one of our homes and we would be able to go out and speak hope to a dying world because there's so many people that have no hope right now. 
nowhere to turn to. Let us continue to be the beacon of light in a dark and dying world as we share the love of Jesus Christ. I ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Guys, listen. So don't forget, we've got this coming up, Revival Weekend, right? But that's not really what I wanted to show you. I just wanted to, wanted to remind you of that real quick. Uh, while I was on here, I received a text. I totally forgot about this. Uh, Franklin Graham is having his prayer march uh, this Saturday. Uh, so spend some time Saturday praying for the healing of our nation. Okay? The healing of our nation. Listen, praying for the healing of our nation it's not about saying I agree with politics. It's not about saying I agree or disagree with the with the, the current president, the, the, the people that are in leadership. We're praying for our nation. And, and can, can I tell you this? And I don't want to get back on the soapbox and start preaching again. But but if guys, if, if it doesn't turn around, I, listen, I'm just being honest with you, okay, as, as a fellow believer at this point. If, if it doesn't turn around and, and turn around quickly, Couple generations, we won't recognize this place. I, I served in the military. I understand what what overseas is like. I've been there, and and you know what it is not a it's not always a nice place. And uh, we've got to pray that our nation is healed. And when I say healed, I'm talking about the divisions that are dividing. I'm not talking about we need to know all the answers right now. I'm talking about that that healing would come. And if we don't see a healing come, start to come, we'll never get rid of the infections. You see, the body begins to start to heal, and as it heals, it's pushing out all of the dead stuff as the new life is growing up around it. And we've got to pray for healing in our nation. So do that Saturday. Uh, take some time and uh, join in prayer. I'm not 100% time, uh, sure on exactly what time it's going to happen, but that's okay. Just stop for 15 minutes and, and just pray for our nation on Saturday. Amen? Listen, I love you guys. Thank you for for tuning in with me tonight. And, uh, you know, look, you can go by the church website. You can go by Facebook, uh, YouTube. We've got it on Roku, uh, iTunes. We've got podcasts. This will be out on podcast uh, by tomorrow. There's plenty of opportunities for you to hear the messages and tune in. And uh, you know what? Go find an opportunity to be the light in a dying world. Amen. Go do that. And, uh, hey, let's turn the world upside down. But make sure you're praying Saturday. And make sure you're at church Sunday morning because we're going to have another amazing time. And invite some friends. Amen. God bless you. And I'll see you then. I love you. Thank you.